Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, folks. My guest today is a true expert in the area of hormones and regenerative medicine. She is also an incredible speaker. She's incredibly accomplished. She is the producer of the docu-series, The Healing Secret. She is the author of the best-selling book, The Hormone Secret. She is the CEO of the Vitality Hormone Clinic in Seattle. And she also owns a, uh, she is also the CEO of a regenerative clinic in Puerto Vallarta. All of these links are going to be in the show notes. I could keep going about this woman's credentials, but you know what? I think you'll do way better to read it in the show notes and just to listen to her speak because she is just a joy. She's, as I said before, she's a true expert. She's a wonderful speaker and she's highly entertaining. Dr. Tammy Moralia is, uh, it's the second time she's been on this show. Um, she was here a couple of months ago talking about a different product, but today we're not talking about a product. We're talking about hormones. And one of our key topics is what she calls the secret hormone not going to blow the secret. I'm going to let you listen to it in the episode, but uh, we talk about men's hormones and women's hormones and how they are just so important and why so often these problems get missed by many, many doctors or practitioners when they're trying to figure out what the heck is wrong with their clients or patients. So I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Like I said, Dr. Tammy is a joy to speak with. If you're trying to get in touch with Dr. Tammy, you can find her on through her website, which is drtammy.com. And Tammy is T-A-M-I. On Instagram, it's Ask Dr. Tammy. So Ask D-R-T-A-M-I. I asked Dr. Tammy. And then of course, through those links, you'll be able to find her books, the docu-series, her clinics, um, the whole nine yards. If you're looking to connect with me, you can find me through my website, which is natnidham.com. You can follow me on Instagram, which is Natalie Nidham. And also you can connect with me on Facebook in the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Group. Make sure that you join my newsletter because I've got lots of new stuff coming down the pipes um, in this new year. 2022 is going to be a year of growth and all kinds of big things happening, including a women's retreat, including peptide courses, just lots going on. So remember that all of the information in this podcast is just that it's information only, but this is meant to plant seeds in your mind and help you to become more educated about your health ask better questions, and make sure that you always check with your medical provider and your doctor before you start anything new. You need to make sure that this is right for you because we all know that we are all unique. So thank you so much for being here. Remember that if you enjoy the episode, make sure to share it out with your friends, your networks, your family, anybody else who you feel would get benefit from the episode as well. And last but not least, if you're into it, please make sure to leave us a review. Those reviews are the things that help us to get seen and to help us to get our message out to more people out there. Thanks again for being here. I really appreciate you guys and enjoy the episode. Hey folks, just a quick word about a super exciting project I've got coming up this year for the very first time. I'll be co-hosting a five-day intensive retreat, a women's longevity and resilience retreat in beautiful Cabarete, Dominican Republic from March 25th to March 30th. If you want to learn more about this, please go to my website, natnidham.com and click on the retreat tabs at the top of the page. Not only will you learn about your own genetics, but you'll also be learning about your own biological age. We'll be doing live blood cell analysis. We're going to be deep diving into all things biohacking, personalizing it for you. You'll get to have massages, go for hikes, go to the beach, sunrise walks, sunset walks, you name it. We've packed it all in. So to learn more, once again, go to natnidham.com and go to the retreats tab at the top of the page. Also keep an eye on my Instagram account. I'll be hosting some Instagram lives over the next few weeks so that you can get your questions answered live. That's it, that's all. And I just had to tell you about this really exciting development. Enjoy the rest of the episode. 
Good afternoon, Dr. Tammy Moralia. It is such a pleasure to have you here today. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, well, we, um, we've met a couple of times now. This is the second podcast we're recording together, but we also had the great pleasure of meeting in person at the Upgrade Labs conference, which to say that it was a pleasure is an understatement. I've never seen a larger group of people more in need of hugs than at that in that room over those three days. <laughs> yes, for certain. It was definitely a special time. Yeah, yeah, no, and it went really well, which was, I think we're all very grateful for and um, was a testament to the beautiful energy in the building and all the people who were there, including you. So, <laughs> so we are gathered here today. We're going to talk about, we're going to, we have a, we have a great big journey. We're going to talk about women's hormones and men's hormones and different aspects. Um, a lot of misunderstandings that happen around them because that is one of your zones of many zones of genius. Um, but before we launch into the topic, let's talk about the real topic, which is you. How did you <laughs> get from you know, the bright eyed, shiny faced kind of bushy tailed young girl that you must have been who entered med school and the woman who is sitting before me, who probably is not quite practicing the same medicine that she thought she might be then. Well, you know, it's it's uh, funny. I wasn't actually the young woman when I went to medical school. I danced professionally for about 13 years in a ballet company um, as my first career. Yeah. So I think going to medical school later in life has a certain advantage. Um, you don't swallow all the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and you realize that you're, um, it's okay to ask questions even to your teachers and, you know, you're attending, God forbid, or your chief resident. So, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So I, um, I almost became a surgeon. I did what's called a sub-I um, a sub internship in surgery. I love fixing things and I love solutions and I love the beauty of the human body. And, um, then I realized that I would never, ever see a family if I had one and, and I do now. So I'm glad I didn't become a surgeon. Um, so yeah, I finished traditional Western medical school. I had thought of going to naturopathic school, but decided that I really loved the evidence-based scrutiny of the science behind traditional medical schools. And so I'm glad I went mm -hmm. and uh, finished residency and, and uh, started my own clinic pretty much right away. And I, I also started studying naturopathic medicine. So I ended up doing both anyways. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I kind of look and smell and act <laughs> like a naturopath and um, certified as a, you know, in naturopathic medicine, but I am an MD. So I have that sort of, I don't know what you would call it, maybe a little skepticism that not everybody is gluten allergic, but, you know, it is a big, huge fat molecule that's hard to digest and absorb. And so there is an inflammatory process to it that might not be good for you. So I just approach things a little bit more, uh, I don't know, one step longer to prove yeah. it. And I also believe that if anything is powerful enough to do good, it could potentially harm you as well. I hear Absolutely. my patients all the time. Oh, it's just a vitamin. Oh, it's just an herb. Well, if it's oh oh, just this and you don't think that it's going to interact with anything else or, you know, harm you, then why are you taking it if it has no <laughs> power to it. And they do herbs, yeah. and nutrition and supplements and lifestyle. All these things can be very, very powerful. So through all my studies and through my practice, I, and in residency, I realized that my patients were coming over and over and over both men and women, and they were not feeling themselves. They weren't sick. Um, there's a code called an ICD-10 code, but back then it was an ICD-9 code. And that matches what you're describing um, to a disease. And that means we can bill for it. And so if you didn't have something that matched an ICD-10, you were fine. Oh, the dreaded F word. That four letter word. And nobody <laughs> wakes up in the morning saying, gosh, today I want to feel fine. You want to feel <laughs> fabulous. So then I just dug deeper and went more upstream and, and learned a lot that, about the absence of disease does not equal wellness. It just means you're not sick. 
now and maybe will be soon. Um, but that doesn't mean you're fabulous. So I started off uh, researching the gut and the liver. I really felt like that was the most important thing. And I you know, really dug in with my patients and tried to get them to fix their gut and their diet and all of this kind of stuff. And it was so hard for them because mm. they felt terrible. And I was like, wait mm. a minute, I have to rethink this. So I went back into my, an evaluation of my approach and I thought, huh, if I optimize their hormones, it's not the end of the story, but they're going to feel significantly better right away. Yeah. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. So myself, I was exhausted. I had a less than two-year-old daughter and I was pregnant and I was a resident oh, working <laughs> 80 plus hours a week. <laughs> you had me at the less than two-year-old, then you added the pregnant and then you're a resident. I'm like, really? I know, right? I just was in a hurry, I guess. Well, and I was older, so I was in a hurry. And I remember... Um, after I gave birth to my second child. And then after I had weaned her and, and I was still exhausted, I was literally laying on the floor between patients. Like I was so tired. And so I checked my hormones and, you know, I was in my forties. I'm not supposed to be that exhausted and everything was fine <laughs> until I te tested testosterone and the lab fought me why do you need to test testosterone? It's, you know, it's female. And I said, I just want to see. And not only testosterone, I checked free testosterone, which is the bioavailable. And I literally had 0 0.2. Wow. I had none. And that started my research into what I call the secret hormone mm -hmm. for men and women, yeah. which is testosterone. But Men don't think it's a secret. They have their secret is under the ice cube, right? The testosterone is the tip of the ice cube. Everybody or the iceberg, everybody knows about it. But underneath is all the secrets about what has to be taken care of. Women, it's definitely the secret hormone. That's why I, I wrote the book, um, The Hormone Secret. And it was uh, all about your hormones, but mostly about testosterone for men and women and how to optimize it. Nice. And so I love it. So, so when you tested your testosterone and it was on the floor, and of course, along with you, um, as you're sitting there trying to recover in between patients and most likely was there, you know, along with that, cause I know that when I see women who who've had babies and often who've had a couple of babies close together and they're working and they're burning the can like, you know, they, they have what I call a multi wick candle. We go beyond burning the candle at both ends. At some point we <laughs> that candle with four wicks or whatever it is. Um, I want, I, I see a lot of tired thyroids and tired adrenals, not to bring in the adrenal fatigue, but just to bring in like, you know, the body just doesn't work as a, nothing works as a silo in that system. And the thyroid gland seems to take a real hit with, with pregnancy, with in childbearing years. And as the body is trying to, you know, run the ship for two, one growing organism and another one that's trying to hold it together kind of thing and nurture, um, how much of a, like, are you, like, I'm sure in your book, which I, for some reason, didn't read before this interview. I'm really sad I didn't actually. But, oh, I'll have to get you one. Yeah. Um, no, it's definitely. available everywhere. It was published by Simon and & Schuster and blessed. Oh, I, well, that's what I mean. It's not like it's hard yeah. to find. <laughs> um, but how much of a factor are you, like, how much linkage are you seeing? Like, testosterone is the one that nobody wants to look at for women so often, right? So many doctors, just like your lab is like, yeah, you don't need that. You're fine. Right. Um, but in your case, when you're looking at testosterone, how much of a factor are you seeing coming into play with all these other, these other hormones, almost systems, right. That are dealing with all of the supporting actors that might bring this along. You know, after about the age of 35, your adrenal glands are taking over the production of testosterone, also of uh, estrogen and progesterone. It's, it's just sort of your mother nature's system of, oh, okay, the ovaries are, are done or almost done. So we're going to transition to the 
to the backup players, you know, the cast B, and that's the adrenal glands. But the problem is, is that we're actually seeing these hormone deficiencies in men and women mm-hmm. at a much earlier age, some in our 20s and, and early 30s, even sometimes. Yeah. And it purely is, is because your adrenal glands are, are doing what's called cortisol steel. And they're taking the raw ingredients and the DHEA and the things that are needed to make testosterone and progesterone and things like that to make cortisol because your body thinks that you're running away from the bear all day, every day, <laughs> every that day. darn bear. It's always there. <laughs> it is. And your body doesn't, your, you know, your mind is telling your body that there's an emergency with a stress response, but we really weren't designed to have a 24 seven stress response. We really weren't even designed to have an hour stress response, not traffic, mm-hmm. not work, not emails, not meetings, not zoom, not technology. We really were designed to run away from the bear. And then it was over quickly because you either got away or you were eaten. Yeah. In which case that was no longer an issue. So, so, okay, great. So now, I mean, I, you know, I want to talk about men and I want to talk about women and just because you brought it up with the men and I'm seeing it so much in my Facebook group and the men that I talk to a lot is it's, it's worrying. It's concerning that 28 year old men, 30 year old men, 32 year old men are on testosterone replacement therapy. And, and I don't doubt because they feel so much better when they get the testosterone and if it's properly administered and they've got a decent practitioner who's not, you know, getting them jacked or whatever the case may be. But is it possible that people are jumping too quickly to this comparably easy solution of, oh, no problem here. We can give you, you're low on testosterone. We're just going to give you some and you can just stick a needle in your butt once a week um, and you're good. Like, should they be doing other things before, before jumping into TRT? Because you know, as we were talking about before, and I'm sure you'll mention now, like TRT is not without possible side effects, especially when we're, we're bringing it in from the outside, exogenously from the outside, right? When the body's producing its own testosterone, typically it has its own checks and balances. It, you know, it has its own little feedback loops, whatever they may be. But in TRT, what we see is a possibility of, particularly in men, I think of blood that gets thicker and an increased risk of cardiovascular disease and, you know, estrogen estrogen dominance, because they may have the genetics where they're aromatizing their testosterone into estrogen. I've also spoken to men who started TRT and their hair started jumping off their head because maybe they were converting their testosterone to DHT. Um, so maybe, you know, can we maybe talk about like at those young ages, is it possible that there's better ways than just jumping into TRT right away? Right. And, you know, and then there's testicular shrinkage because the testes say, "Hmm, we don't have to do this anymore. We're all good. And then, you know, if you want to have children later in life, then you have to stop your TRT and is your own testosterone going to kick back in? We don't know. Sometimes it does. And sometimes it doesn't. Oh, no. Um, So yeah, well, that's those negative feedback loops. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I think that it's very similar to being a diabetic. You know, you have this hormone called insulin that you don't have enough or it's not working. And so instead of saying to a diabetic, gosh, we could address your diabetes, your type two diabetes anyways, with weight loss and you know watching glycemic index and increasing fiber and all these things instead of just giving you insulin which is going to quote unquote fix the problem but there's other ways to do it that might be better long term and i think it's the exact same for men with testosterone there are lots of other ways at least when you're younger for sure yeah, for sure um that you're going to be able to look at the root cause. Are you aromatized? Like, where is your testosterone going anyway? Exactly. Is it cortisol steel? Is it becoming estrogen? Is it becoming DHT? Are you peeing it out? I mean, there's so many things that we could fix if you just 
spent a tiny bit of time looking upstream. Nice. And it just, I mean, you know, I think that brings us back to the issue of, in that case, it requires work, right? It requires work on both parts. It requires work on the part of the practitioner to educate the patient, but then it requires the patient to actively take a look at their lifestyle habits. Are they sleeping? Are they working too hard? Are they are trying- they working out too hard? Sometimes that's not an, like both are true, right? Working out too hard, working out, not like not having a completely sedentary lifestyle because they're stuck in front of a computer too, too long. Like all of those are true, right? Yeah. All of the extremes ultimately is what going to undo. You know, I love my male patients. They are not the ones normally who come back and say, oh, it was too hard and I didn't do it. They're actually pretty good. (laughs) They're just lost. They don't know what to do, you know, and they've heard about testosterone everywhere. So they think that's the solution, but not because they're not wanting to fix the problem on a deeper level. It's just, they don't know what to do. And the more you research, the more confused you get, And then just because something is right, it might not be right for you. And that's why our clinic has customized programs for every patient. You are a human being, you are a male or a female, but after that, you're quite different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that actually brings us to a good, that's a good little segue, because I think before we jump into women and all of the issues around there, around their hormones, is that you have a, you have a particular way of addressing each patient, right? So in as much as every patient gets a customized program or approach to whatever it is that they're looking to deal with, you have a very, um, I, I think that anybody who's any good at what they do in this business has developed a system or a way of looking at things so that they curate the information through this filter for each patient. And I think yours has to do with three things, three three pillars. Isn't that what you said? You have three pillars. There's three pillars, three important pillars to health. And, you know, I, I have a ton of celebrity patient, professional athletes, but we want every patient to feel like a VIP and feel like they're the only person that you know matters in the world. I often speak at conferences, but you know, like the upgrade and bulletproof, but I most often speak at physician conferences. I am teaching other physicians how to do a holistic approach, how to balance hormones, how to do an integrative approach. So you have to create a system when you have that. And so we created a membership model. Uh, We do have patients who come and they pay a la carte and we have telemedicine appointments and we're able to address, you know, one or two items that are ailing you, but we really would rather have a relationship with you and a membership, just like you have a membership at your gym, but this is a gym on the inside of your body. And we are going to go actively looking at every area, DNA, adrenals, thyroid, amino acid, vitamin and mineral, gut microbiome, neurotransmitters, hormones, nutrition. We're just going to pick up all these rocks and we're going to look. And we're not looking for just problems. We're looking for balance and optimization. Mm-hmm. It's, out, it's more of an Eastern medicine philosophy where your relationship with your doctor is to keep you well, not yeah. to go to when you get sick. It's my job to prevent you from being sick and to keep you feeling full of vitality. And so we have all of our stuff on drtammy.com. If anybody is listening, we are. Uh, we just opened our patient panel and we are taking patients again. We were not for a long time. We were maxed out. <laughs> Um, it was really nice for patients to have, you know, a doctor on speed dial during the pandemic that was just there for them. And so that's why we were so busy, but now we have some availability. And what we really focus on is, like I said, the, you know, you were saying that the, the three pillars, the first pillar that, that you need to have optimized is your structure. And, you know, I had a very large stem cell clinic in Seattle, the FDA changed all of the rules with regard to stem cells. And so now if there's any physicians or clinics that are doing stem cells in the United States, they're doing it at a 
a reduced way yeah. or they're trying to do it kind of on the low down and neither of which I felt like was honoring the patient. Mm-hmm. So I had opened over a year ago, a regenerative center and a stem cell clinic in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico nice. in a private yeah. hospital called Bio Renati Stem Cell. And uh, Bio Renati means life renewed. <laughs> so, and we're opening one in Tijuana. Oh, uh, wow. In, 20, in early 2022. And we have a stem cell bank so you can store your own cells in our own lab. So that's the structure. And, you know, it doesn't really matter what's going on with your testosterone. If you have something wrong structurally, you're going to be in pain. You're going to have inflammation. And we really need to fix the structure. And my favorite way is not to turn to drugging and cutting first, but to use regenerative cellular therapies first. And that's what we recommend is to to explore the stem cells. The second pillar is chemical and that's hormones and nutritions and neurotransmitters, but it's also chemicals in our external environment. So mold and toxicity and preservatives and things like that. And all of that acts like chemical messengers to your structures. So you absolutely not only have to have uh, any deficiencies addressed, but they also have to be optimized and balanced with each other. For example, a lot of people are taking zinc right now in a hope that it will boost their immune system. But did you know that if you take zinc alone, you might create a copper deficiency? Because yeah. zinc and copper are together and compete with each other. So you should be taking a 30 milligram zinc with a two milligram copper together. So things like that, people don't understand. Of course you don't. You didn't go to school for it. That's why you go to the gym and get a trainer who can look at what you're doing. Yeah. That's what we do. And then the third pillar which I believe is one of the most important parts and is hardly ever talked about, especially in Western medicine, is the electricity, the frequency, the energy. Every single cell in your body has an electric charge. If you had something wrong with your brain, I would check the frequency of your brain with an EEG. If you had something wrong with your heart, I would check the electricity of your heart with an EKG. We are filled with, and we are energy beings. And it turns out that back to that original conversation about how cynical I am, turns out there's a lot of evidence-based research on how we can change the frequency of our cells. Things like meditation that is actually before and after blood tests showing a difference in the hormones and the chemicals and the inflammatory markers Hmm. by changing the frequency through changing your brain. Uh, PEMF devices, uh, frequency devices, like the pure wave that you may have seen at the upgraded labs. Uh, Brain tap is another one that I love, love, love. And um, if we have a a discount, so if you want to explore brain tap, you can get our discount. A lot of people will upsell their discount and pocket the profit. We give it to you because I want you to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to try it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to have all three optimized. You need to. And I would tell you, most of my patients are not meditating, but that's okay. We can find other ways. It's customized. We'll Mm -hmm. find a way to optimize the frequency of your cells. We'll find a way to optimize all of the chemicals and hormones, and we'll look at the structures and find if there's any problems. I love it. I love it. I'm, I, you know, the energy piece is the one I think that most often goes unaddressed, even by, you know, even by comparatively um, not allopathic physicians. I mean, we, I think we all get sucked into this trap of the physical and we forget, um, we forget the how how powerful all of these other aspects that we can't necessarily see or touch are. And you know, I, even when it comes down to non-native EMFs, like I recently had this interesting experience where a few weeks after the Upgrade Labs conference, um, 
I um I went to a conference. I went to a, su- a health summit in uh, in, but it was out in nature, mm. and it was actually in a place where there was no reception, no phone. Yay, bummer. Was- <laughs> I love it. But you know what, Tammy? What was crazy? I mean, like all of us biohackers, I you know I wear an aura ring and I wear a bio strap. And, and I've talked about this on social media and in a couple of other podcasts, my scores, my recovery scores were completely off the charts for those two nights, in spite of the fact that I was sleeping in a tent on a cot and one night was a storm. The next night was for reason. And my metric, my biometrics were completely off the charts. And, um, not like when I was at Upgrade Labs, I didn't have a couple of funky devices available to me to, you know, hopefully mitigate uh, the effects of those EMFs. And I would say that the devices did nothing, but being in nature, being away from all this stuff was pretty transformational for, I would say for my body and for myself. It was just like all of a sudden everything kind of went, oh, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> and you probably said, time connecting oh as people instead of on your devices and so that's the other part of of hormones right is we check oxytocin levels and i find that some of our patients especially the ones who are really good at biohacking they can they can get a relationship with their data and their data of their biometrics can tell them how they feel yeah. and they lose their mind body connection. <laughs> like, um, don't tell me what your aura ring says about your sleep last night. How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, no, I actually think an interesting strategy is getting people to, before they look at their biometrics, fill out a little, you know, one to 10, how's something. my energy? How is my sleep? How do I feel? Yeah. Go look at your biometrics and then maybe help to reestablish that connection that we all would have innately and have probably lost contact with, right? For all the good and bad and whatever reasons that are around. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a cause and effect Newtonian world, especially in medicine, instead of causing an effect of quantum. Nice. Well, let's talk about this quantum business because you talk about quantum lots. As a matter of fact, it, at, the, at the Upgrade Labs conference, there was you were running the booth with Ian Mitchell with around the hair systems, which we've talked about on a previous podcast. And then Ian had his, you know, neural RX, like amazing stuff on the other side. And then the middle of you is, was a little half a little booth that you call fluffy, which I love. <laughs> which actually stands for focus, life force energy. And this really moves into this whole bigger, more quantum based theory yeah. of wellness. Well, and I love Fluffy. They do great work and, you know, you can obviously go look them up or go to our site and, and um, we can give you a, an affiliate link to have a 15 day trial. And I also think that you need to learn to develop it from the inside out. Um, so learning things like spending time with brain tap or learning, doing any of jo- Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditation or doing reading his books, you know, Andy um, with Headspace. Yeah. There's so many and, and we all like different food and we all like different arts and you'll probably not like the same kinds of meditations that I do. And frankly, I don't like the same meditation all the time. Anyway, sometimes my brain is too chattery and I just want to like choke the voice on the other side because it's so irritating. I've heard that from clients. (laughs) I'm going to kill them. I have to do a breathing one. I'm like, okay, I can focus on my breath. I'm not going to like get irritated. Yeah. Um, But I think that the biggest thing with regard to quantum and, and energy and frequency and all of that is people think, a, they don't know how to do it. So find a coach, find people like us at, you know, drtammy.com. Your doctor actually can help you with this. Um, or go to a Dr. Joe Dispenza event or go online and do a course or go to TM, Transcendental Meditation, just start. But the second thing and the most important thing is you are going to suck. Yeah, you will. Well, it's meditation <laughs> practice. 
notice it's, it's a meditation practice. It's not a meditation performance or I don't know what we would call it, but it's one of those things that acceptance, I think is at the top of the list of things we're supposed to be doing. Surrender. Um, Your brain is like a puppy, right? I think that we now have the attention span um, less than a goldfish. And so your brain is like puppy training. When you sit down to meditate, it's puppy training. So you, you, you literally tell your puppy sit. And then your brain is like, Oh, I want a snack. Uh, uh, uh. Sit. Oh, but I want to go play. Stay. Oh, what's that noise? Stay. And so that's all meditation is is bringing yourself and not to get mad or upset that all of these things happen. That's like saying you're upset that your heart beats. Mm-hmm. That's the way your brain works. And it's been developed to work that way, but it doesn't mean you can't train it yeah. and you can train it to stay. And it's just think of those thoughts as little bubbles being released. I'm like, Oh, good. That one's gone. Okay. Back here. Yeah. No, I'm one of the things I, I cue people to do is to, you know, the bubbles will be there. The thought, the idea, and actually Emily, Emily Fletcher puts this really well. She said, whoever, whoever said you had to clear your mind to meditate. She's like, I want to find that guy. <laughs> and teach him how to meditate. <laughs> teach him how to meditate. Cause she's like, you're not going to clear your mind. You're, but what you are hopefully going to learn to do over time is not to engage with the thoughts. Right. And so I kind of try to think of them as like, cloud bubbles, you know, word bubbles floating by and you just go, oh, there's a cloud bubble floating by and coming back to the breath and just not eventually learning. And it doesn't happen overnight, but eventually learning not to follow the bubble deep in, dig into the bubble and fall down the wormhole. With the bubble. Yeah. yeah, true. Hey folks, just a quick second to thank our sponsor for this episode, Oxford HealthSpan, who make Primadine, the only spermidine supplement that I personally use and recommend to my clients and family. Spermidine has earned a permanent spot on my longevity stack. It has been shown to positively affect six of the nine hallmarks of aging, including protection of DNA, as well as proper folding of proteins. That's just two of the six. In terms of visible results that people can expect to see after just one to three months, many users report better sleep, better hair, as well as better skin and nails. I choose Primadine because it is the only spermidine supplement on the market that is free of any additives or excipients while including a prebiotic to feed your own gut bacteria to make more of your own spermidine. To try Primadine for yourself, just go to primadine.com and use discount code Bionat 15 to save 15% off your purchase. And now let's get back to the episode. And so here's what I think about meditation and all of this. So if you think about your mind, um, your mind is the doctor. The doctor writes prescriptions, right? I write a prescription. What happens with that prescription? Well, it goes to the pharmacy. So your thoughts and your feelings are the doctor writing the prescription of say, worry. That's what your thought is. That what your feeling is. So that's the prescription. Off it goes to the pharmacist because that's where all prescriptions go. Do pharmacists write prescriptions? No, they take the prescription and they dispense exactly what the doctor wrote. Yeah. So now you're in the pineal gland in the brain and the pituitary And the prescription is for worry. And so the pituitary, the pineal gland, the pituitary, the thyroid, the adrenal axis, all of it is getting the prescription. Okay, here we come. I have chemicals and hormones that are worry. Yeah. And you have a full body experience because of your thoughts and your feelings that wrote the prescription. Mm Mm-hmm. So here's the cool part. (laughs) If your doctor, your thoughts and your feelings can write prescriptions of fear and worry and stress, could they write prescriptions for healing, connection, love, and just all these wonderful things? And the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. We've proven it with research. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't there research that shows that just saying something positive is going to help 
to change your brain chemistry. It's going to change your physiological chemistry. And sometimes I think it has to do with gratitude, just expressing gratitude, even if you actually don't feel it at this very minute, but you speak it will have a positive effect on your physiology. And over time will help you to move closer and closer towards that place of gratitude, which puts you in a better place altogether. And I think that the speaking is important. I think that the thinking is important, but you do have to drop from your head to your heart and you have to, to try to connect with the feeling of it because the thought is the message out, right? That's the doctor. Um, But the feeling is the magnet that pulls it in. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where heart math is really a cool modality Mm. as well. It's dropping you out of your head into your heart, moving, getting that somatic sense of experiencing something into the heart space. Um, But, you know, less people think that they're going to come see Dr. Tammy and all you're going to talk to them about is, is, is uh, meditation, which is a pillar. So let's not forget, you know, a three-legged stool is not going to stand properly if it only has. But we do start with hormones (laughs) and we stay there as long as we need. (laughs) Taking us back there because we started off saying like, let's talk about hormones. I wanted to talk about men's hormones a little bit because It's funny. I feel like the pendulum is swinging, right? For the longest time, nobody talked about women's hormones. You know, if anybody talked about anything, it was men's hormones. Men's hormones, I do think have gotten oversimplified a little bit so that they now require a bit more nuance as we were talking about, but moving back into women's hormones, I do, I still see and hear so many women who are so terrified of hormone replacement therapy and somehow believe that it's not natural and it's not, it's, they're going to get cancer from it and horrible things are going to happen. And, you know, in a way, no, it's not actually natural, but us wanting to live into our seventies, eighties and nineties and remain vibrant and vital and traveling and starting a third or fourth career or whatever it is, that's also technically not natural either. How so, about an airplane? Is that natural? What's that? Fly an airplane? Oh, an airplane. <laughs> Is that natural? Right? So if we're going to modify our, ex- if we've changed our expectations, then we're going to have to modify this original program, which as beautiful as it is, kind of has a, an attrition rate, if you will, after your rep- reproductive years, that is not consistent with what our goals are. And so- So that to me kind of addresses this whole, but it's not natural business, but the fear factor around women's hormones, which is still based even among doctors, among an old study that has been debunked and, you know, put out to pasture, even by the guy that I think wrote it. And yet people still, it's still not readily accepted. I would love if you might maybe speak to that a little bit and how you help your client, your patients. I have clients who have patients, help your patients to kind of move past this whole paradigm and into a space of, okay, let's look at this. (laughs) Well, first of all, you can do a lot about your hormones without taking hormones. So if that is your goal, and we do have patients who are both men and women post recovery from a a hormone related cancer, like prostate cancer, breast cancer, you know, that are estrogen positive and, and we don't give them hormones. No. <laughs> um, so there are other ways to do it if that is your commitment. But if your commitment is based on the lack of information, then we want to give you an inf- information to make, you're the CEO, right? I'm just a librarian. You're the CEO. You make the decisions for your own health, but hopefully you have the data to make your own decisions. The big study that gave everybody this big scare was the Women's Health Initiative study And um, it used synthetic hormones Mm -hmm. and synthetic hormones did have a very real increased risk for clotting and for cancer and surprise, surprise, your body does know you are not a horse. The hormones used Mm -hmm. were from the urine of a pregnant horse. So, and uh, the hormones were taken orally, which go to the liver the liver says, who are you? I've never seen you before. What do I do with you? I don't know. I'll pad you up with clotting factors and send you down the path because I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Bioidentical hormones, um, especially estrogen and testosterone are never given orally. 
and they've been around for well over 40 years. There's over 40,000 peer-reviewed um, research papers written, and there has never been a cause, meaning bioidentical hormones have never been linked with causing cancer. Now, having said that, if you had cancer that was um, a hormone-dependent cancer, like an estrogen receptor positive breast cancer, we would take you off because we don't want to feed it. But there's lots of research to show that it didn't cause it. And in fact, there's some early research saying that bioidentical hormone may, I'm not saying it's proven yet, but may actually prevent cancer because we get estrogen-related cancers and, and hormone-related cancers when we're older. And that's when all the hormones are out of balance. Right. And we're left with the bad pro-carcinogenic ones and the good ones like estriol and estradiol have left. Yeah. And you only have estrone. Yeah. So there's an argument saying that balancing your hormones for your age, I do not want somebody who is in their 50s <laughs> to be you know, like they're 20. Uh, I, I know that there are some doctors out there who actively try and get their 60 year olds to have periods. We don't. That can't be a good idea. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think mother nature ought to be respected. (laughs) I think within, yeah, exactly. Like there's, there's, yeah, you, as much as we can. (laughs) Yes. Besides you really want to get pregnant at 60. Well, it, if yeah, you even no, could. I don't think the eggs are there, but uh, no. definitely the cycling of building up the uterus and sloughing it and, and can be done. And yeah, no. <laughs> Actually, you know, you bring up a, an interesting point, which just we didn't talk about this at all. What are your thoughts on the contraceptive that prevents women from ovulating altogether? You know, that one where you just basically stop cycling. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not sure about all of the contraception that getting pregnant when you don't want to be pregnant is not a good idea. Of course. Um, And I just wish there was a really, really, really good non-hormone way to do it. Yeah. Okay. That was reliable and easy and easy to remember and all of that. Right. Yeah. No, because I just like, you know, it's funny on on a gut level, I don't trust it. Um, I haven't been able to really articulate exactly why, but, and, um, you're going mother nature, (laughs) you're again, you're messing, you're (laughs) messing with the system, right? You're not, you're, you're basically putting a lid on it and hoping that it just goes away. And that, I don't know, on a gut level, that doesn't seem exactly like a great idea. So you also, you talk about the mystery hormone that or the secret hormone for women, which I think we've touched on already, but maybe let's talk about it a little bit. Um, The testosterone. Yeah. And I think that women think, oh, you know, it's about libido and it's not just about libido. In fact, libido is like not even in the top 10 for women with regard to symptoms of testosterone. It's there, but it's not one of the most important. It has more to do with your muscle to fat ratio. It has more to do with your brain fog. It has more to do with your energy, has more to do with weight loss, has more to do with bone health, has more to do with your skin and your elastin, has more to do with your hair. I mean, there's there's so many other things, especially the brain fog and the energy being, you know, some of the top three, yeah, top yeah. two for sure, that are are the reason behind asking to get and insisting to get your free testosterone checked. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that, uh, but you also, you talk about balance here. So if a woman's going in for hormone replacement, you're not just going to give them typically, or would you like just testosterone? Like at some oh, level, no. it depends on it depends. customized what they need. Yeah. I mean, it certainly, we actually start off our one hour appointments talking about how every patient is feeling that time, mm-hmm. that day, that the last couple of weeks, couple of months, because how you feel and what's going on with you is the filter through which we read the lab result. The lab result. We don't treat pieces of paper. We treat people. And yeah. so, if you say that there's no problems and you're feeling fantastic, and we run through all these things, 
but your level is low normal, fine. I'm not going to raise it just because you're not in the textbook optimal level. Maybe we didn't check you when you were 18. Maybe you were always on the lower third side. Mm -hmm. And then conversely, if a patient is saying that they feel terrible and they're having hot flashes and, you know, their levels are normal and we'll optimize it to the upper levels of normal. You matter. You're unique. Yeah. And you look at genetics as well, right? In your practice. Yeah, we do. And it's important because what you do with your hormones and how you get rid of them and how you recycle them through the liver and all of that is super important. I mean, I, not the genetics of like 23andMe, although that's fun. I'm 96% Irish. Um, <laughs> I, you know, that's not too hard to believe looking at you. I know, right? Um, I was surprised it was that high. Anyways, it's a medical genetics test. I want to know about, you know, your liver and your hormones and, and all of that. We found things that are vitamin D related. There are some people who can't absorb vitamin D well, vitamin D is fat soluble. You're supposed to be able to take like 40, 50,000 all at once, once a week. Mm, not everybody. Yeah. Some people have to take it twice a day, break up the dose just to absorb it. So if you don't look, you cannot know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love the genetics piece because I, I kind of refer to it as to my clients as these are your factory settings. You know, it yeah. doesn't mean that this is what's expressing right now because you have a whole lifetime of stuff behind you that may have changed the way different genes are expressing right now, but this is how you were kind of brought into this world. This is your operating system as it was set up. Now let's look at what's happening and what it was and see where we can kind of maybe bring you back or help you along in a different way. Um, So it's the hardware, but the epigenetics, everything that you do, everything you choose, everything that happens, everything you eat, every choice, hormones, all of that, that's the software. That's what runs the program. Even your thoughts, right? We know that stress can have a massive impact on how your genes express. Well, yeah, because your thoughts are the prescription. That's right. <laughs> your body's just there to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very obedient. <laughs> no kidding. Shockingly so. Uh, so you got to use that as a superpower. Um, so what else are we going to... Um, dig into here. So for, Oh, actually I know what the secret hormone for men. Yeah. What's the secret hormone for men? It's not the, there's no secret to testosterone for men. That's not the secret. The secret is, is it might be cortisol and it might be insulin. Yes. And insulin is a, a way, you know, if you have elevated insulin, you're either at or on your way to arrive at insulin resistance. Mm -hmm. And that is going to have a great deal to do with how your fat is working. Now we used to think of fat as just like padding and insulation, but it's actually an organ. Mm -hmm. It actually produces uh, five alpha reductase. So your testosterone is being converted into estrogen through fat. Yeah. Yeah. So men, who are way more than they should often have man boobs. I was going to say that's not just because of weight. Yeah. Yeah. That's because of the conversion of testosterone. So the secret is that fasting insulin level and your cortisol level as well. Yeah. And also I think we haven't even talked about it today, but I know that this is another piece of it as well is sleep is in exquisitely related to both of those hormones or lack thereof or poor quality sleep. It is. And I'll give you a little secret. Um, I, it takes a lot to convince me. I, like I said, I'm super cynical and my answer is, Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not, no, I'm not. Yes. I'm, Hmm. Let me learn more. It's good. It's good. Yes. Yes. So Um, I was looking at this whole mouth breathing thing at, at night. Oh my God. I know my poor husband. He's like, really, you want me to wear that? I'm like, oh yeah, baby. Come here. (laughs) No, it started with my husband too. (laughs) (laughs) He snores so loud. You can hear it downstairs and I, and he, um, 
he has sleep apnea and he won't, he, he won't even get a sleep study because he's like, I'm not wearing that sleep apnea thing. So what's the point? I'm like, you're the most un, like non-compliant patient I have. He's so frustrating. <laughs> but he usually comes around and he's exhausted. And I say, of course, could you wake up 400,000 times? Me too. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I evaluated his mouth. How many times has your hormone doctor or your regular doctor evaluated the mouth? And it turns out that A, he's tongue-tied. Tongue tied. What does that mean? Is that that the tongue is kind of attached? Uh Uh-huh. So the friend the the little tissue flap in there. Yeah. We used to always tease him that, you know, he can't stick out his tongue. He's like this. Oh, he's tongue tied as it yeah, yeah. Literally tongue tied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally tied. And that means that it can't rest at night in the proper place. So it falls back and causes him to snore. (sighs) No kidding. Oh my gosh. Which prevents him from sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) So then he opens his mouth and it can fall back even more. So I was like, okay, well, you know, you can get that little thing clipped easily. We'll schedule that. But in the meantime, let's not let your tongue fall so far back. Let's tape your mouth. Just one little piece of paper tape here. So you can breathe out here if you need to. Um, And he's like, I'm not doing it if you're not doing it. So I tried as well. And I always try everything that I am going to tell my patients to do. Of course. It also, the research shows that um, breathing, nasal breathing, through the night increases your nitric oxide. And there's zero things that you can say that are bad about more nitric oxide. It's like always a good idea, always. Blood pressure, skin, I mean, just everything gets better when you have more nitric oxide. I can't tell you, it is so amazing to just tape your lips at night and do nasal breathing. I don't know whether it's the nitric oxide. I don't know what it is. Everybody, you heard it here. You probably heard it before, but do it. It is amazing. And then check out your tongue. Yeah. Check out your tongue for sure. And because that nasal, just that nasal breathing can help to, from a downstream perspective, help so many other things. Like if it helps with increased cortisol from this, you know, snoring and waking up and increased nitric oxide, which is that second pillar of chemicals and hormones. And yeah. And, um, and so even testosterone could potentially improve as a downstream effect from all this. Yeah. If you, and if you get better sleep, your testosterone often goes up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then you might have more energy to go to the gym and lift heavy things. And if you lift heavy things, that will also improve your testosterone and growth hormones. It will. It will, shockingly enough. So what else do we want to talk about in terms of men or women's hormones that we haven't really touched on yet that you think you'd like to? Yeah, the last thing is that it's not just, you know, I I keep harping on free testosterone because it's not just what level you have, it's, it's how much activity you have. And so total testosterone, it's like total cholesterol, whatever. I don't care. I want to know how many good guys and how many bad guys. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) With with testosterone, I want to know who's in the game and who's in the bus. Yeah. And the bus is sex hormone binding globulin. That's the protein carrier that binds up your testosterone and prevents it from being active. So you should also ask your doctor to check sex hormone binding globulin, SHBG. Yeah, which in Canada is virtually next to impossible. I'm just here to tell you, it's my husband who goes to, you know, one of these private clinics that charges you all kind of money as a membership. When I asked him to get his testosterone levels checked, they came back with a total testosterone level. And the nurse said, look at that, you're perfect. And I'm like, really? <laughs> That's all you got? Well, come to Mexico or come to see us in Seattle once a year. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to have to do that because uh, <laughs> we have a lab in Mexico. It's a beautiful resort, Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, we have friends who live in Puerto Vallarta all winter. We'll have to, nice. yeah, we'll have to send them your way. Um, but there's an herb um, called maca. Yeah. And, love maca. Um, 
it actually kicks off the testosterone off of the the carrier off of sex hormone binding Really? Yeah. So it increases your it increases your level of bioavailable testosterone. And so you can put it in shakes. You can take it as a pill. You can, you can make maca chicken. <laughs> well, actually maca tastes pretty good. I mean, you can put yeah. it in a smoothie or in, even in your yeah. coffee in the morning. I did made a coffee the other day with maca and lion's mane. Mm, um, and then I did a little shot of, uh, of kava um, extract for the true kava guys that were at upgrade labs. So I uh, did a medical mission in Vanuatu, which is oh. one of the original places for kava. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it is very good for um, anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And and what's amazing about kava, I mean, like uh, talking to Cameron, which I actually just recorded a podcast with him, was that there's so many different varieties and each one yeah. has a different kind of profile. And, you and know. they've done a really good job because it, it kind of tastes like Listerine combined with like nettle and dirt. So they've done a good job of, of cleaning it up. <laughs> making it quasi palatable. Yes. <laughs> well, and they've made the drinks now, right? So, yeah. Okay. So maca could be a secret weapon. Um, mouth yeah. taping, maca, two M's, M and M. There you go. Um, I always like those little alliterations and, um, testosterone for men and women. And so when your male patients are aromatizing testosterone, do you tend to put them on, um, an aromatase inhibitor or do you have other little tricks up your sleeve? You don't have to divulge all of your secrets here. Oh, I'm happy to. I got lots more. I think doctors who don't want to share, don't know enough. (laughs) But, But again, like aromatase inhibitors are a little bit, I find like they're, it's a little bit like the hammer and the nail problem is people are very quick to run to those. And did you know that zinc is a aromatase inhibitor? Did you know that there's a Chinese herb called chrysin that is a aromatase inhibitor? So start low, go slow. Yeah. That's our philosophy. Yeah. 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 Chrysin. That's a good idea. Um, and also because our men also need a little bit of estrogen. Yes. Yeah. We don't want to knock it right down. No, yeah. they need some for their bones. And exactly. And skin. <laughs> Although the testosterone helps the skin too, as does growth hormone. It's all the hormones working together. It's that whole symphony. Yeah, exactly. The whole symphony of hormones. Um, okay. Well, so I'm, I've, I've got more time, but I think that we've covered a lot of ground. You've written a lot of books, Dr. Tammy. Well, I've written one published book, but I've done a lot. I had a, a docu-series that we're, we were preparing to um, get out there. It was scheduled to go out during the pandemic, and that just didn't end up being a good idea. That's um, a, the hormone I mean, is everything. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but there's, there's lots in the works. Um, we're deciding whether or not I should have a podcast, you know, following your footsteps and share all the information or just a YouTube channel or something. So just trying to bless people's lives. And, but, but we, um, we've been focusing just on our clinic, you know, you've got a lot to get more and more people, the help that they need. Love it. Okay. So yeah. it's drtemmy.com and is the, is your main website. And from there they will find links to whether it's the Seattle clinic or the Puerto Vallarta clinic, or eventually the wait, it's on the tip of my brain. It's a cool place. Tijuana clinic, Tijuana. Is that the other place? Yes. It's, it's because it's driving distance to yeah, to from California. So that's oh, why. So from the website, from Dr. Tammy, they will find all of this information. Also, you're now taking patients again, which is very exciting. So, and your membership model, which I think is kind of brilliant. Um, this whole concept of a membership for your medical care. What's the name of the book again? The Hormone Secret. The Hormone Secret. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about both men and women in that book, correct? Yes, uh, Simon and Schuster said women buy more books, but the protocols are exactly the same for men and women. Huh, interesting. Okay, cool. Um, so how else can people reach you? Do you have Instagram or anything else? I mean, 
there's yeah. already Instagram a lot. Instagram is Ask Dr. Tammy. Mm-hmm. And then um, our email address is support at drtammy.com. And um, you just email us, say you're interested in any of the things, membership, hormones, stem cells, and we will guide you to the right place. And like I said, it's so hard to talk about everything because you really are unique and you really need somebody to take care of you in a customized way. And that's what we do. That's what we love. I love and it. love, love and care are actually powerful medicine. So mm-hmm. we do that too. Yeah. So for those of you who are not watching this on YouTube and just listening, you can hear, you can hear that from Dr. Tammy's voice, but it's all over her face. If you happen <laughs> to tune into YouTube. <laughs> so thank you so much for today, Dr. Tammy. And what you My guys pleasure. also thank don't know is that we started our podcast before because I came in some somewhat flustered from the first part of my day, Dr. Tammy suggested we do a 20 minute meditation today, which together, which we did. So, you know, she walks the walk and talks the talk all (laughs) rolled into one. So thank you so much for your time today. It was great talking to you again. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. You as well. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the biohacking superhuman performance podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly, or if you'd like to leave any comments, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application. Just answer a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.